the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are looking at unity and diversity and how the two actually go hand in hand. Next, join us. Sounds like they're at odds with one another, doesn't it? Unity and diversity. But yet, in God's economy, we find them both working side by side. Hi there. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Today, we continue our look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where we began yesterday. The message is simply entitled, Unity and Diversity, and it's there that we see how both of them work side by side. Won't you join us? This is Times of Refreshing from the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman now with today's program. God doesn't want us to have divisions, schisms. He doesn't want us to be fragmented and disjointed, to be off point. He wants us to be unified, even though there is diversity. He wants us to understand that every part of the church is necessary to help it to function and represent the kingdom of God in the earth. This is a problem in the church. It is something. Now, it doesn't mean that God doesn't have officers in the church, that he doesn't have a a government structure in the church. But the only way that we can have true biblical government structure in the church is we realize that the people that God, the elders in the church, the senior elder in the church, ministers in the church, that everyone understands though God has placed you in this position, it does not mean that you are better. It may mean that you have more spiritual authority and you have the right to function in a different regard and lead and do all those things. But your classification doesn't cause you to separate and to assume that you're more important than anybody else in the church. Let me say this to you. This is one of the things that I always go back to in my walk with Christ. I say to myself, I say, man, now, like I told you guys a couple weeks ago, this wasn't my dream. I was minding my own business. All right? So God wanted to see the well planted and manifest. And so I consider it a privilege to be able to to be the senior elder in this church. But I'm not a fool. I know that if God doesn't use me, he's going to use somebody else. And so you know what? I'm going to stay in line because I'm not going to lose my job. Can I have an amen? And if we get that in our minds, that if God doesn't use me, he's going to use somebody else. We, for years, we've had people come to this church. We've had people you leave this church. Did the church stop? Nope. God just raised somebody else up and keep on rolling, baby. If that don't give you the fear of God, I don't know what else to tell you. But what we want to do is be useful to God and understand that God doesn't want any schisms in the church. 
because people are classifying themselves and then thinking that they're better than others. Look what he says here in verse 26. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. This is important. Whether it's honor or whether it is sufferings, we have to be willing to identify with our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. Sometimes when we are in here shouting, and I want to say this right, sometimes when we are in here shouting, people that you hear shouting, whether you realize it or not, it is a sacrifice of praise because you don't know what they're going through right now and what they're shouting through and what they're shouting and, and pressing their, their way through and what kind of stuff they're going through. It is a sacrifice of praise. And so within the body of Christ, there's going to be times when the members are suffering and they're going through it. We have to be willing to identify with people who are going through, not, le- not let them stay stuck in it. Because we don't want to have pity parties in this church. But at the same time, we have to be willing to go through it with people to help them get to the other side. And if that person is going through it, then we have to see it as we're all going through it. We're going through it with this person to help them get to the other side. Can I have an amen? That's a part of being in the body of Christ. If your foot is hurting, your whole body is hurting. It feels it. If your hand is hurting, your whole body feels the hand is hurting. Now, can these other, can these other uh, aspects of your body, can they function and flow? Yes, but they still feel the pain that's coming from over here. And that's how the body of Christ should function. And in the same regard, when it comes to honor, God is going to put his hand on people and cause them to be honored through this church. He's going to bless them. Look at your neighbor and tell them, don't get jealous. Come on, look at the other person and tell them, don't get jealous. You know how it is. God starts shining a light on somebody over here, but he hasn't shined a light on you in a while. And then we start, we start looking over there and we get jealous because God is using them. And God's, he's using us, but he's just not using us over there. Can I have an amen? Can I talk to the body of Christ this morning? He's just not moving. He's not moving on you. The light's not on you, but God is on you. And he's still blessing you. But stop trying to stop worrying about the light. Just stay in front of the light. We want this light and I'm trying to get that light. If the Lord is still shining and has his hand upon you, we shouldn't be worried about how man sees us. But there's going to be times when God says, I want to put my hand on this person and I want that I'm going to honor them before people. And if God is blessing one person in this church, he's blessing us all. Can I have an amen? If God is shining his light on one member of this church, then, then he's blessing us all. And that's the way that we see it. Then we have to see it. You know, I was thinking about this even with the football scene. When I come in here and I bring that, that tr- trophy, I, I brought the trophy in here. I don't look at the trophy and just say, well, look, what, look, look at my trophy. Come on. I got so many people praying for me, the team, the church, and everything else. Praise God. 
this is, God, this is, this is all of us. When Andre Ward goes in there and he, and he wins one of them belts, I'm like, man, yeah, he got my belt. <laughs> go get that thing. Go get that. Go get that thing. Bring it back up in here. <laughs> Can I have an amen, y'all? Go get that thing. Go get that thing. That belongs to the church. <laughs> Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you better ask somebody. As much as we praying for that brother and, and acting, seeking God, praise God, go get that hardware and bring it back up in here. Everybody rejoices. We should be thankful, not jealous. When God blesses you on a promotion on your job, praise God. When you get a new house, praise God. We coming over. We're going to eat all your food. <laughs> Amen. Everybody should be rejoicing. You know, and this is how, you know, I, I was just telling a deaconess Jackie, you know, Jonathan just had his, his, his son. Jonathan had his son, little Paxton. So when, it, when was he was born yesterday, right? Friday, on Friday. See, he was born Friday. Okay, so she sends me a a, a picture. Uh, they sent me pictures and everything, and, and I'm so happy for him and the family and everything. And I'm saying, yes, we got some more members. Yes, <laughs> I got another member. Body of Christ. Amen. I mean, you look how God moves. Him. We should rejoice. And God wants to break this off the body of Christ and not just rejoice for our church. What about the church down the street? When God blesses them and God prospers them and God does something to advance the kingdom of God, everyone should be rejoicing, not hating. Yeah, they got a new building, but <laughs> got a little quiet in here. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. So from a personal responsibility, we also have to keep this in mind. We're members of the body of Christ. We're a part of the big team. But then we also have individual responsibility. And God has appointed these in the church. First apostles, second Prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, administration, varieties of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Do all have the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? Absolutely not. He says, but earnestly desire the best gifts. And yet I show you a more excellent way. Then he goes into 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and he begins to talk about love. And how this is the most excellent way. But he says here, he says, then gifts of healings. And he says, of helps. This is a gift of God. Some people in the church, we want to just do, you know, the healings and be prophets and apostles and all these things. But... He talks about helps being a function of the body of Christ. And some people in this church, that's your function. 
Your, your job is, and you have been ordained and, and established by God in the house of God, just to come forth and be a helper, to help others and to bless others. Doesn't mean that you won't teach sometime and minister sometime, but God has called you to be a helper. He says administrations. You know, you have to think about this. Some people are gifted, but they're sloppy. That happens, and you see that on your job. He's such a tele, ter, uh, such a, a talented guy, but he's out of out of order, sloppy, can't get things together, no administrative skills. Some of y'all thinking right now, like, yeah, I know that person. Pastor, my wife is like that sometimes, you know. My husband, he that's him. That's you preaching. Don't look at him. That's why he has you as a helpmate. Administration. He says variety of tongues. There's an administration, administrative and a helps aspect to making sure that the church functions. Minister Maria Carrasco. She is, she is my help. She helps me with administration. Maria, type this up. Do this. Do that. She says, okay. And then she types so fast. If I would type it, I'd be, Maria, do it. <laughs> yes. But, well, that, but that helps me. I can't be the best me if she's not the best her. Can I have an Amen. And all of us have to understand that, that the person that's sitting next to you, you need them to be the best them so that you can function and we can all get the job done for the kingdom. Can I have an amen? Stop complaining about your spouse. There's an aspect of your spouse that you need that is going to help to bring balance to you. And it's okay that they're different. God wants them to be different. Let them be different, and then your differences are what helps to make you whole and to help you to accomplish God's task for your life. If you are single, and, and, there's, and, and right now you don't have somebody in your life, embrace your singleness and then use your singleness as an asset instead of a liability. And start allowing God to show you areas where you can be a blessing and continue to prosper. All these things are necessary, saints, but what happens is we get in the body of Christ and we start measuring ourselves among ourselves and comparing ourselves to ourselves. And then we become people that lack wisdom. When we start doing that, we start short-circuiting our ability to help the body to function. And then what we do is, We'll start to lose out on our reward. We never want to be in a position where Jesus looks us in the eye and say, well, how come you didn't be the best you that you could be to your church and to the body of Christ? Well, because, you know, I just thought that preaching was the the most important part. But no, that's not that's not that's not the most important part. That's not what I called you to do. I couldn't do that. So I just I just didn't want to do anything and we do like jesus said we bury our talents but we don't realize we're going to have to give an account for our talents i want this church by the grace of god and by the fresh wind and the fresh fire that god is releasing through this church we have to 
We have to arise people that have been in the background. God's trying to raise up the next group. Can I have an amen? It doesn't mean that we become pushy about it, but it does mean that, God, I'm making myself available again. I'm not going to use my job as an excuse. I'm not going to use my own insecurities as an excuse. I'm not going to use, use, uh, use my, my, my personal preference as an excuse or my church background as an excuse. I'm gonna, not going to use my displeasure with this person or that person in the, as an excuse. Never let somebody run you out of your purpose. I wish somebody would. I, why'd you stop? Because I got mad at them. The devil is a lie. I'm flowing, man. Now, I, you might, I might step on some toes along the way, but you're not going to get me to stop doing what God called me to do. I got mad and I quit. I'm telling you right now, God's not coming to your pity party. Just think of Elijah. And I'm going to say this in closing. Just think of Elijah when he went to Jezebel and he told her, this is what God says. And he goes through the whole line. And then she, she gets mad and says, I'm going to kill you. Elijah turns around. He runs. He gets in the cave. He's in the cave. And God comes and meets him in the cave. And he says, what are you doing here? He said, well, the Jezebel, he goes off on how she said she was going to do this, that. And, and, and here I am alone and, and, and nobody, nobody's with me. I'm, I'm here. He's having a pity party. When you read the text, it's amazing to me because God tells him, number one, I got 7,000 people just like you that I've called that have not bowed their knee to Baal. Number one, so don't think you're the only one that's going through any persecution around here. Can I have an amen? Then he never, he, all he does is tells him, get up. Go anoint this person. Go call that person. He never addresses his insecurities. He just tells him to get back onto assignment. And I think for us, we have to see that, that God, he... He's, he knows when we're trying to manipulate him for attention, like we used to do our mamas. It, it don't work on daddy. Our God, he can see right through it. And for all of us, we have to stop and say, okay, God, I'm not going to let anybody or anything stop me from being the best me that I can be for the body of Christ. You can step on my toe. I'm going to forgive you and keep it moving. You can call me. And listen, let me say this to all y'all, and most of you guys know, nobody in this church that I can think of has had more lies and falsehoods and things said about them than me. I've had people say some of the craziest stuff. And have and people that have been in this church, and we've been doing this for 14 years. We there's a there's some lot of oh, wonderful things, but there's some stuff that has been said that I I just shake my head and said these people don't know me, but I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna keep it moving, forgive them, and keep it moving. Can I have an amen? But if you have that resolve in your heart, as a man and woman of God. Watch what God does. And let me say this to you. You're necessary to the body. You want to see a church grow? 
let every person in the church start functioning right. And watch what happens. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Come on, let's stand to our feet. Lord, we just thank you right now. That, Lord, you're calling your church together. The body of Christ, through the influence of the Holy Spirit, is being united together in love to work and to function on your behalf in the earth. Lord, we pray that you would help us to continue to band together as the people of God. All of us are necessary. All of us are in this together. All of us have our backs against the wall, and we are fighting a real devil that wants to take us out. But I thank you that we are more than conquerors through you who have loved us. And greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. And Lord, you have said in your word that you would build your church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. We are the army of the living God. And we praise you, Lord, that you have given us, given us gifts and talents and abilities and ways to function on your behalf to bless people in the earth. We thank you, Lord, that we are not in the minority, that there are an unnumberable amount of angels that are all around us and the kingdom of God is with us and we are blessed of the most high God. You, we thank you, Lord God, that in this church, we value people's gifts and talents, but we will not, we will not sacrifice um, people's character for the gifts and talents. Lord, we want both. We want character and integrity and Christ-likeness, and we want the gifts of your spirit to flow and to function in our midst. Lord, we are not a crazy house. You said in your word to do things decently and in order. That the people of God would prosper because they, they sense accountability in the church. But also, they sense that people have made themselves available in the church. That, Lord, this is that pillar and ground of the truth. That when people come here, they get mercy, but they also get truth. They get love, but they get justice. That there, there's a balance here, and we pray this morning that you would continue to use the body of Christ. Lord, the devil has people that are working on his behalf. We are your children. We're working on your behalf. And Lord, we just ask here this morning that people would stir up the gift of God, which is in them, that they would stir it up, Lord, by releasing their faith, and having a desire to be used in, in whatever capacity that you desire for them to be used. Lord, we don't want to just have people that are church attenders. We want functioning members that people function. And Lord, if you use them in the church, we praise you for it. If you use them outside the church in the marketplace, we praise you for it, Lord. God, get us out into the streets. Woo, I like this. Get us out into the streets. God, get us out into the community. God, open doors for us to go outside these four walls and reach people that the devil says we can't have. We serve notice on the devil today that we are a walking body. 
a moving body. Woo, my God. We're not a bedridden body. We're not a bed. Woo, I like that right there. We are not a bedridden body. We are not locked up in a, we're not, the church is not a hospital for sinners. It is a training and equipping center for the saints of the most high God. God, this is not, we're not a bedridden church. We want to get on the move, God. And Lord, use us to get outside these walls and begin to tear down the devil's kingdom using the gifts of God. God, we thank you for your goodness. God, we want to prophesy in the street. We want to heal the sick in the street. We want to cast the devil in the street, cast out the devil in the street. We want to take this show on the road, God, for your glory. Just like you walked through the streets of Jerusalem and Samaria, and you went out and you found people and you functioned. Lord, use us. Use us, Lord Jesus. We just give you all the praise. Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of The Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. And then we would invite you to join us again next time as we continue our studies in God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding.